Welcome to another episode of Making Magic with your host, Bradley Morris from Magic Media. This is the go-to show for purpose-driven creators to get inspired with innovative new ideas to produce your educational content, build thriving online communities, and turn your message into a movement. Dearly beloved, we have gathered here today to welcome a very special guest on the Making Magic podcast, Theodore Lowry. And Theo is one of our uh, one of our illustrators at Magic Kids. Uh, he is also producing some podcasts for us, but that's not the only thing that Theo does. Theodore is multi-talented. He has his creativity in a bunch of different projects right now. Theo drenches life with the lively liquids of play. He is a scribe and a speaker. He gathers community to listen, to share, and casts his voice across the airwaves. Theodore has studied with the School of Sacred Storytelling, the School of Mythopoetics, Tim Hirons, and others. He is the host of the podcast Story Paths, and I'm very grateful and really happy to welcome you to the Making Magic podcast today, Theo. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Brad. Great to be here. Now, before we get into the conversation about the creative process, ideas, storytelling, and all these wonderful things, uh, we just want to take a quick peace pause. We're just going to take, because I'm sure all of you out there listening and running around or washing the dishes, you probably haven't had more than a few moments of just like peace and quiet and stillness in your day. So we're going to take 60 seconds of chill time right now. This is your permission slip to just decompress and focus on your breathing for the next 60 seconds. And then we're going to dive into a lively conversation because I know when you know, we all need this peace pause right now. So we're going to take these 60 seconds and just breathe deeply and enjoy your life for a few moments. Then we'll dive in. It's a nice way to start a show. All right, Theo, I'd love to just dive in. We just created spaciousness inside of ourselves. We created a little bit of stillness inside of our minds. And from that place, new worlds of possibility can, can be birthed. And so let's just start with the inquiry around where, where do ideas come from? Yes, beautiful question. It's a question often asked to authors and storytellers, and people give different answers. Uh, some people don't give an answer as well. They say, I don't know. Why are you asking? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> mind your own business, man. Just yeah, back off. Mind your own just business. Do I don't know. It just, it just works. All right. <laughs> so I have the sense that ideas 
exist around us in the sense that different gases exist in the air. You know, there's there's ideas in our lives, there's ideas uh, that we overhear, and there's so many that they couldn't all be brought into projects and stories and such. It's like swimming in the ocean, you know, there's, there's more fish than you can handle. And my sense is that there's certain ideas that stay with me, you know, like there's a, a labyrinth that people made here on Gabriel Ola Island out of stones. And this idea of the labyrinth and walking the labyrinth and coming to the center, it's like, oh, that's, that's really interesting. And then there's, there's another idea, this book I'm reading about Japanese death poems, people who write these poems before they die, their last succinct thoughts. So how might these two things come together? These, they strike me. They might not strike another person. Another person's struck by different ideas, but they kind of grab me. And then to bring these two together and think, like two people, what sort of conversation might they have? Don't know until it happens. So in this case, it turned into a comic that I'm working on about a monk who collects death poems and puts them into a labyrinth. But many different possibilities are there. That's my sense is that ideas is kind of an animistic idea that... Ideas are there. They maybe mix with each other. They're not just in my mind. They're kind of in the in the world and within myself. And the ones that I'm particularly drawn to, maybe they're the ones I'm meant to work with and to introduce to each other and to synergize with each other. That's my yeah. sense. And having, uh, I know for myself, like behind me here, we have 18, just 18 different books uh, that's, we published last year for magic kids and 12 of those are ones that my son Soren and I wrote. And the way that the mm. ideas came to life for the stories we collaborated on was through these spontaneous conversations of just playing with questions. And, you know, the one uh, called the other side started with the question around like, Hey, Soren, why do you think the chicken crossed the road? I'm like, you know, why do you think the chicken really crossed the road? And what happened when the chicken got across the road? And that became this like epic afternoon saga of like coming up with all of these ideas. And another example of what you were talking about there, uh, about how ideas live amongst us, like the air we breathe, is in 2007, my buddy Matthew and I, recorded this we produced a video that went viral on youtube called where or it's it was called the gratitude dance and uh that led to speaking tours around the world but at the exact same time within a month of us releasing our video about a silly dance uh this other guy released his silly dance video with almost an identical dance called where the hell is matt of him around the world doing this silly dance and I mean, his went super viral. Ours went like, you know, moderately viral. But it was amazing to see that the same dance from people in different parts of the world could both hit the market at the same time and resonate with the world and spread like wildfire. It was a very mm -hmm. cool thing. And it's like, how mm -hmm. could that happen? Was it that we both received those ideas? Those ideas were in the air and we were the two different people to act on those ideas like how how is that possible mm. 
Yeah, I like the uh, I like that. And the author Elizabeth Gilbert, she talks a bit about this, and she's got a great TED talk. She talks about this word genius. Yeah. And now we tend to use the word like a person is a genius. Mm-hmm. They're just this extra gifted person who has this extraordinary capacity for creativity. But the old meaning of the word is connected with genie. And it's not that a person is a genius, but that a person listens to a genie, to the spirit, to the muse. It's the same kind of idea. So it's like, you know, rather than being the brilliant person coming up with all this stuff, it's more about being a, a listener. Yeah. I I completely believe that. As an entrepreneur, I mean, I've, I've built so many things over the years. And every time we launch a new idea, it. I believe that there's a there's a spirit inside of that idea. There's a spirit in the product or the project, the online course, the book, the story, the business entity. Like it is, and so we call it a business entity. It's like a company is an entity. It's its own spirit. It's got its own will. It's got its own desire. It's got its own expression that it's trying to bring through. And we're simply here in service to that. And I think the issue that most entrepreneurs or creators, artists, etc. Uh, have is they're not giving enough space to the muse to actually have its voice heard or they have too much fear and trepidation or doubt to actually listen to the muse guidance and to follow through with action on the visions or the ideas that they're being inspired by Mm. yeah it's it's often quite unconventional stuff yeah yeah i mean it's it, it takes it takes a certain amount of risk uh, to to listen to an idea that is simply an idea that does not exist in the world and take the thousand steps to see that idea through to completion so that it can exist in the world. Mm, um, like start it, Magic Kids. Like start Magic Kids. It was a crazy idea. It's still a crazy <laughs> idea, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful idea. It's a beautiful, beautiful crazy idea. idea. It deserves it deserves to exist. And mm-hmm. uh, the vision was so clear on what it could be. I had to take action on it. Um, mm. I feel like I wouldn't have been doing my son justice if I if I just said, yeah, that's a great idea, buddy. Maybe never. How about that? Yeah. How about we just yeah. like keep doing the thing we're doing? It's like, no, this is a cool opportunity to to bring our passions for storytelling and making magic together into a thing. Mm, and I love that you're, I love that you're bringing people into it, including myself as well, different illustrators and voice actors and musicians. It's, it's becoming a real like orchestration, a beautiful multifaceted collaborative endeavor, which is really nice. It's, I mean, that is, that really is the magic ingredient is the collaboration when you bring all of these beautiful artists together um, for the purpose of creating this, this one work of art, we create something that could never be done when we try to do it ourselves. Um, And that's been, it's always been my goal with what I do at magic media is like, how do I bring these talented people together where we can all find a way to win in this collaboration and bring something beautiful to the world that can improve or change lives. Mm. Um, And it's neat. I mean, talking about ideas, just the, what happens when you get this melting pot of creative people that come together to build something beautiful 
together the 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 ideas and the inspiration that feeds us off each other again again it like it creates its own life form when we come together mm, yeah definitely yes yeah, all those threads of inspiration like an octopus <laughs> so, <laughs> <is> coming together <laughs> totally so for yourself i mean we've known each other for i think it's coming up on a year and a half two years now since we mm -hmm. first met probably two years and yeah about that you you always have a few projects on the go whether it's your your story paths podcast your comics that you do illustrating for magic kids you're doing video work like you you have a lot of creative projects on the go plus the, the outdoor work you do with kids for yourself mm -hmm. um where do you gather ideas and inspiration do you have a uh, process is that is it consistent in how you start to to cultivate the ideas and then move forward with them as a project that you're inspired by. Mm, yeah. Thanks for asking. Well, I'm thinking like with, uh, with stories, when it comes to the stories, it's, it's like I was saying that there's certain things that really strike me. There's, there's, you know, things I see, things I hear idea for a character an idea for character relationship and they're pieces, you know, they're not, they're not whole stories. They come in these pieces. And then what, I, what I'm learning to do and in this school for sacred storytelling that I've been studying in and I'm coming into teaching in uh, as well, there's an emphasis on what I would call physicalization, which is where these ideas, they're, yeah, they're intangible. You know, we can we sort of think about them or might have a sense of being inspired by the possibility of a story like this or a project like that, but they're intangible. So it seems to me that there's these stages of manifestation, you know, in Eastern philosophy studied that for quite a long time. They talk about manifestation from subtle to gross or from, you know, intangible to very physical. Mm -hmm. And it is my sense that things manifest in this way. I mean, an idea exist you could say in the mind uh you might say you know on the spirit plane or astral plane or depending on language you want to use but it's something that you can't touch yet so then how to bring that all the way to you know to a children's book yeah uh to a written story to something that's spoken something that's recorded to a company to some sort of manifestation whatever the of that is the embodiment of that is um, and then that's about this creative process and this something that I'm very interested in. And uh, this class coming up that I'm leading is, is about that. And this physicalization is very helpful. Like, you know, if I have this idea of a labyrinth, then maybe I'll just draw a labyrinth and put it on a cork board. You know, it doesn't need to be an expert drawing, but it's yeah. something there. It's like I've made a step or talk, talk about it to somebody, you know, talk it through. So it's like, you know, from this intangible realm, yeah. how do we start to bring things through yeah. uh, step by step? And yeah, physicalization, like make a song about it. It doesn't need to be very good. Like that's the thing is really important at that stage that it's really rudimentary. Yeah. It's like minimum viable product of physicalization <laughs> you know it's like yeah. it's a circle that represents something really quite complex it's a triangle that represents some other thing but it's something 
Yeah. And then to begin to take it through. And it's something that you can show to other people. And just like kids can play with sticks and make up whole worlds. Yeah. So can adults, yeah. you know, with a triangle and a circle and a rudimentary drawing of a labyrinth or whatever it is. It's something we can get on the same page with each other. We're in the same play zone with each other. And then we take another step and it's more manifest and another step and it's more manifest. So, yeah, this is a sense of my sense of how ideas can be heard and kind of caught and then yeah. begin to shepherd them through this process of manifestation. That's the creative I mean, process. Our, our first draft of the Magic Kids app that we're developing right now was literally my son on his handheld whiteboard drawing a rectangle and a circle and come coming and interrupting our marketing meeting be like listen up everybody what we need is a button <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly like, and he had it he had his first draft and now we've got this like gorgeous app that's being made that is it's the magic button um uh, yeah uh, it's it's exactly. amazing i mean I myself am not incredibly talented with design. I'm a lot better because I'm 18 years in and I've worked with a lot of talented designers over the years with Magic Media. But my thing is like, I have an idea. The ways that I act on inspiration are, like you said, I, I do the first draft of like, here's what I'm imagining. And this mm -hmm. is what I, you know, what it could be. You're the designer or you're the producer. You go make this awesome now. That's not my job. Mm -hmm. My job is here to make the idea come to life by moving it along and, and getting it started. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's where definitely people stop themselves is like, oh, well, I don't have the skills to do the whole thing, but you definitely have the skills to write out your vision. You definitely have the skills to draw a doodle first draft of it so that you can describe it to somebody. I'm always telling my uh, Soren, my six-year-old, like, buddy, just keep drawing, draw every single day, draw and color because you have so many ideas. You want to be an inventor when you're older. And if you, the better you are at being able to draw your ideas, the easier to be for you to like share those ideas with somebody who's actually an engineer that can build them. If you don't want to be an engineer, which he said he doesn't. So yeah, yeah. it's, mm -hmm. it's really, um, and I, I feel like with every step we take of like, okay, I have this idea for every tangible step we take towards the execution of the idea, it's like life meets us and takes a step towards us. And like, mm -hmm. by taking the first mm -hmm. step, by doing that first draft, we might meet some random person at a coffee shop who we happen to get in a conversation with. You open your journal, be like, oh my gosh, like I just drew this up and that bam, they're like, oh my gosh, I could build that for you. Like we just don't know the synchronicities that unfold when we start to listen and take action on the ideas. Mm. Yeah, beautifully put, beautifully put. So as a storyteller, I know that's that's one of your biggest passions as a, mm -hmm. as a storyteller in a bar. Like how do you feel... Uh, storytelling fits into the world right now where it is clearly the story is a fear these days but how do you see storytelling as a vehicle for transformation or for awakening humanity's potential in these times mm, yeah beautiful i'll say that apart from the stories themselves i feel the medium of telling stories orally 
telling two other people, you know, in, in breathing the same air if possible, or online, better breathing the same air if possible, that medium of storytelling is is vital, I feel. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the old ways. So there's, you know, there's stories in comics. I make stories in comics, there's stories in films, and it's all great. Uh, and that physical act on the spot of telling a story to other people yeah. and hearing whether it's life stories or traditional stories or invented stories, you, you know, that that is really part of culture building. And, you know, it comes with tea and it possibly comes with a fire and there's, you know, food involved and it's part of coming together, you know, this, this telling story. And those stories can be stories of great passages in one's life, stories of, yeah. of trepidation, stories of initiation into different stages of life, which may have taken a great deal of courage and support to go through. And that part of completing those stories in personal life is telling them is telling them to others so that yeah there's the very act of telling stories mm -hmm. is is vital and, and it's a community building activity so i want to put that in there uh and then the stories themselves if if they're in that collective habitat in that way then the stories will be beneficial you know there's stories that people can live in it's like you know a good story when you want to step into it and live in it and you know be the different characters mm -hmm. and learn from the scenarios and it it's it's kind of like a condensation of the complexities of life that oh it's right there in this essential way in the story and doesn't that help me to understand what i've gone through and it with reference to this story then we can talk about it I mean, these, you know, scriptural stories and stories from different traditions, uh, uh, allegories, aphorisms, all these different things. We, we bring them up because you can live in them. Yeah. You know, which wolf do you feed? You're going to feed the wolf that, you know, is prone to the anger, or the wolf that's prone to the kindness. A little story. It's like we can all relate with. Yeah. Those are the really nourishing stories. And they can be new stories as well with this resonance of the old. And there's stories like we talk about physicalization and yeah. this, you know, like your son came with this simple drawing uh, and you could, you could be there with it together. It's a reference point for all of you. Stories are like that. They're like yeah. gardens that we can sit in together. They're like paths that we can walk together. And part of that is the telling them together and being being in community with the stories yeah uh as opposed to the sort of passive medium of a single person hearing a story which is also good i'm not saying it's like a bad thing but the original context of storytelling i think is is in community and yeah. that's important to name i think that is a important thing to name and uh i love the stories are the best when they're told when we're breathing the same air that is also true most impactful mm -hmm. when you're there to hear it to see the facial expressions on the audience and to to feel the group's energy yeah. um how about for you i mean i feel like um 
for me, the the stories that we're trying to tell at Magic Kids are opening kids up to their own greatness, inspiration, and empowerment. And mm. so, uh, so many of the stories we tell today are polarizing. There's a good guy and a bad guy. Um, mm. But what if the hero's journey didn't have to have a bad guy? What if the hero's journey was about the hero going on a quest for for some form of their own personal transformation of self-realization. I mean, isn't that the ultimate quest that we're all here on? And the good guy versus bad guy is the distraction and the trap that everybody falls into uh, mm. that distracts them away from their own, their own quest of self-realization. So mm. um, we're trying to, to shift that narrative and the stories that we're telling. Uh, I personally, am on my own quest with playing professional golf, at the you know age of 39 this month 40 next year to try and qualify for the canadian tour and so it's it's fun being in the middle of my own hero's journey and to mm. uh, be on that quest to know what the vision is to know that um the transformation that'll be required to get to the level that i want to get to uh, I'm I'm vlogging about it on my YouTube channel every day, uh, sharing that journey with with people visually and uh, artistically, and that's been a lot of fun for me. Uh, and I think it's as the story unfolds, I think it's a story that's going to resonate with people uh, mm. because I think we all have a hero's journey. Uh, some of us are further along, and some of us have yet to commit to taking the full full adventure ahead and. Um, it's a very empowering and inspiring, motivating thing every day to wake up and, and see the path in front and be like, Hey, this is, this is the quest. This is the journey. And to be the story that is unfolding right now and to be writing it through life experience. Mm. And do you find there's stories that support you in that, that, um, that inform you in your, in your own journey? Yeah, I mean, one of the stories that was influential on my journey with my novel as well as this is uh, The Legend of Bagger Vance was a, a huge story that I really loved. It became a mediocre movie with Will Smith and Matt Damon, but the book itself was really powerful. Hmm. Um, but I am, I personally am less of a consumer of store like information and stories and media and more of a creator i i find way more satisfaction if i have an open window of time to be in the creative process than to be consuming other people's things which is just kind of how it's always been um i know we're trying to keep this to 30 minutes and so i have one last question for you for today is there uh, anything you would like to lend people uh, any guidance, advice, or process that could really activate them into a creative space around, uh, say, a story they've been wanting to tell or write, or an idea they've been wanting to uh, see come to life? Mm. Well, I have a simple exercise that I'd invite people into. And it goes like this. Uh, go for a walk. Leave your phone behind. And this could be the ocean, the woods, somewhere, somewhere peaceful. And just start telling your story aloud. Just start telling it to the trees. And what you might do, this is another part of the exercise, if you'd like, you can do this, is you tell your story 
without specific names or times in it. So I'll give an example. If I, if I were to say it in a normal way, say, let's say I'm on Gabriel Island. I took a ferry to Vancouver. So I say, I, you know, I'm a 42-year-old guy. I got on a ferry and I went to Vancouver and then I took a bus into Vancouver. That's just a nonfiction kind of way of saying it. But if I were to say it in this way without specific names, times, and references to technology, and in the third person, I'd say there was a man somewhere in the middle of his life, and he got on a vessel, he got on a boat, and he went from a large island all the way to the mainland. And then on a carriage, he went further into a great large city. I might go on, and there he met an old friend of his. So you can see without these specific words like Vancouver and Gabriel and my name and da-da-da, you're slipping down from all the details of the everyday into this, you could call it kind of a mythical realm. And mm. you start to get in the stories that are always there underneath life. Mm. And a story is often a simplification of life where you let go of so many of the details. Yeah. So I invite you, dear listener, to go out somewhere, yeah, again, without distractions, and just start speaking. You know, we talk about minimum viable physicalization, whatever it is, if you have to pause, if you're stumbling, if if it's incoherent, if you don't know it, if you want to talk about how frustrated you are not knowing it for a while, that's all fine. You know, just go out and start speaking it to the world, to the natural world. Just start practicing, just get familiar with it, hear mm. yourself saying it, say mm. it in these simple ways. And then gradually, when you're comfortable, you might not too soon, you might tell it to another human. You know, humans have been known to be complicated, so I wouldn't rush that one. <laughs> but you could tell it to another human when you're ready. That could be really good when the time's right. And, uh, you know, move move on with it, just step by step, a little bit at a time. And really, yeah, that it's okay that it's partial and, you know, it's great. It's like it's 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 manifesting. You're seeing it manifest in this messy and wonderful way. So that's my invitation. What a beautiful invitation. Uh, that was, that's fantastic. I can't wait to go do that. <laughs> we have this magical gnome forest and right outside my house here. So I think that's what I'll, I'll go do next. Sounds like just the right kind of forest. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, Theo, you just, you just launched a course. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I just launched a Skillshare course. So that's, if you're not familiar with it, Skillshare is a platform where there's all kinds of videos of creative endeavors, how to learn to do all kinds of different things. So I've got a course on there about brainstorming story ideas, and it, it does go through some of this. Um, you can get a free month uh, and you know see the course for free and check out the other courses on Skillshare. I can give a link to you, Brad, if you'd like for that. Yeah, I'll put I'll a link in the show notes. notes for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my website is storypaths.net. Uh, also, there is uh a uh, podcast story path podcast substack so you can check all that stuff out i'm doing live live online courses ongoing as well there's one starting this saturday but it might be too late by the time the podcast comes out but check in because i may be doing some other interactive live story making classes where you can bring your stories and have them overlap with others and have a lot of fun with them Beautiful. Um, definitely everybody check out the Story Paths podcast. I mean, Theo makes podcasts that are works of art. You will definitely love um, 
love what he's putting together there. Uh, and go buy the book that he illustrated at magickids.com. He yes. was the illustrator for In Search of Water about a little fish that goes on a quest to discover what water is. Mm. What is water? Yeah. What is what water? is it the sun's swimming in that this old man's <laughs> talking about? <laughs> uh, well, Theo, thank you so much for your time, uh, for your wisdom, you, for your creativity. This has been delightful, and I'm looking forward to breathing the same air in the same space as you someday soon. Mm -hmm. Very soon. Yeah. Next week. Yeah, thank you, Brad. Yeah, All next right. week. And thanks okay. for sharing your insights as well and your, thank your you. inspiration. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Making Magic Podcast with your host, Bradley T. Morris from Magic Media. If you're inspired to leverage your life's work by crafting your transformational, educational, and inspirational media, thriving online community, profitable membership, or to turn your message into a movement, then head on over to magicmedia.com. That's M-A-J-I-K media.com and explore what our Creators Club or partnership opportunities have to offer you and your beautiful business.